0: Well, hello to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and editor of Football España, Rory Barlow, who last week copped the lot, four winning picks from four. I hope our legion of followers were on to make sure of those four winning selections. Rory, not as easy as perhaps we're making out here. Only the two home wins and the wins by and large were by narrow margin, some tight games last weekend.
1: Yeah, I think it was only two
0: or three games in the entire
1: match today that were decided or decided by more than one goal. So it was either, yeah, as you say, very tight wins or it was a draw or there there was only one or two games that really kind of got away from one team. Uh, So, yeah, I think that, that was the one thing that I was saying last week is that La Liga right now for me is the tightest league in Europe. Um, there's about six points between 11th and 19th. And if you go up to European places, there's about five, six points between, um, I think it's fourth and eighth, ninth. So yeah, there is a lot of teams. There's a gap between the bottom and the top
0: half. But beyond that, all of these teams are very close. Take notes if you're playing on the Asian handicaps. I noticed that one or two books don't list all of the Asian handicaps. Bet Rivers, an awful lot of opportunities and different ways to get involved when it comes to the Asian handicaps, which is maybe a way to play it if you're looking at uh, the matches because they are so tight. We've got four picks this week. All 10 games stream live on the Bet Rivers app. Every single La Liga game between now and the end of the season, you'll be able to watch. Four picks, as we mentioned, uh, Friday through Monday, the action in La Liga. We're going to kick off Rory Friday, 9pm local, 3pm Eastern for US betters. This is Girona Almeria. Uh, Girona minus one one five, Amaria plus three forty. The draw is plus two seventy. Over and under mark is two and a half goals. Minus one away overs minus one one five. Unders only two points between these two. Um, Rory in the table. Neither side, to my eye, look to be in particularly good form.
1: No, they're not. They're they're two teams in mixed form. They're two teams that have been, I think had decent enough seasons for them to be pleased with themselves. I think that if you had asked them if they wanted to be where they are right now at the start of the season, they would have been both happy enough with it. Both teams have shown sort of flashes and spots of good form where you can say, yeah, they can take the game to any team. Other days, I mean, like Cadiz last weekend, Girona sort of, went down 2-0 to Caddy with, without a whimper really, which is which is uh, not usual because Caddy, although well, they've now got a good home record. They're obviously one of the the weaker teams in the division. And Almeria, similarly, their home form is really quite good, but their away form is dreadful. they um I think they're 19th or 18th in the away table. And uh, it's it's just they they don't seem to have that same kind of verb or or energy as they do at home and um, so yeah it's it's a game between two teams that i think will be will be tight i think these are two teams that came up together as well last season that should be noted there's a bit of a bad bit of bad blood between the two they don't like each other particularly last uh last in the first kind of game during the reverse fixture it was 3-2 to Almeria Girona kind of fell apart in the first match um they went 3-0 down got it back to 3-2 It was a brilliant game and it was really back and forth. There was challenges flying in all over the place. Um, So I'm expecting a decent enough atmosphere in this one because I think it will be pretty back and forth. Um, You look at Girona's form, as you say, these teams aren't in great form. They've lost their last three away from home, um, but they have been kind of decent enough at home for me as well. Uh, that's three wins in their last five. You look at the two that they didn't, it was a 2-2 draw with Rio Vallecano. Okay, that's acceptable enough against Rayo who are sort of up in the top half of the table. And then there was a 1-0 loss to Barcelona, which they probably shouldn't have lost as we've, as we've remarked on in the past. So I do quite like Girona in this one. And um, My pick for it is Girona to win just simply at minus one one five. And I think, as I say, this is an Armour side that kind of lacks lacks something away from home in terms of energy. And that's really key because they're not a side that's dripping with goals or, or qualities kind of going forward. Whereas Girona, I think the goals have dried up a wee bit for them of late. They were sort of the sort of team with goals for the entire season up until about three, four weeks ago. But at home, that's where they've kind of solidified a little bit the defence. And so, yeah, I back them to get at least one or two goals in this one.
0: We're like the home win in this one, minus 115. Just on the card situation, over four and a half cards in the game, minus 245. That's pretty short. Over five and a half, minus 130, over six and a half, plus 135. I know that a lot of card bettors, if they believe that there is going to be an awful lot of cautions, then you can split your stakes. You can go over five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half, and so on. Completely up to you. A little bit of an edge to this one, as Rory points out, a little bit of. Good home team versus bad away team here. And it's Girona at minus one one five that we like. That's the Friday night game locally, 3 p.m. Eastern. Let's move on to Saturday, 2 p.m. local, 8 a.m. Eastern. It's Real Sociedad Celta Vigo, uh, L'Areal 125 or thereabouts, there has been a little bit of market movement here because they were plus money previously. Watch out for the Bet Rivers markets here because this is a, a lively one. Celta Vigo plus 2.55, draw plus 3.90. Um, Real Sociedad last weekend, Rory, fought off a late rally from Espanol. I watched the end of that game because obviously it was the last of your picks. And I thought <laughs> hopefully we're going to go four from four here. And I nearly texted you when they went 3-0 up. And then suddenly it was three one. Then it was three two. And it was ninety plus one plus two plus three plus eight plus seven. Am thinking, <laughs> is this game ever going to win? But we got over the line eventually. It was a little bit nervy for Larry Albackers last week.
1: Yeah, I was uh, borderline furious with them in minute eighty five <laughs> when because it should be said that Espanol were also down to ten men at this point, I believe. So, so yeah, they were they definitely took their eye off the ball a little bit in the final twenty minutes of that. Uh, and, and yeah Real Sociedad as I say that game kind of very much went to, to my kind of interpretation of it in the sense that they went a goal to the goods and they were pretty sort of made the running earlier on and then Espanyol really struggled to kind of deal with them once they had to come out a bit more Real Sociedad did concede those two goals and I think that's been representative of the fact that they've not been as solid defensively as we saw them last season when they were basically a shutout team at home they, they think they conceded about 11, 12 goals at home all season last season. um, And low-key, that's one of the weirder things about this Real society side, because I, I was going to come into this and sell you as via the lead was a blip last week uh, or two weeks ago when they lost at home. um, But they've not actually been great at home. They're 11th in the home table. They've scored 12, they conceded 11. So they've not been stunning at home. Perhaps that's why the odds are kind of where they are, because remember, this is a team that's in... Third place. This is a team that's six points off Real Madrid. They're they're really not far off the top two right now. But I am gonna back them again. I think it's the third week in a row I'm going on Real Sociedad. They've got another week's rest. David Silva will have another week's rest. He he was sort of missed. He was back for that game, but he's he's been kind of missing games since so. I think he'll be a little bit fitter. Mikel Marino is the big one. I thought he was gonna be out a couple of weeks longer. He came back in the second half of that game. And I think having him is absolutely massive. It adds sort of a bit of ballast to their midfield. He, he's a big guy. And although he's very technically talented as well, it helps if you can have someone that can dominate those physical battles alongside Sobi Mendy, who's, who's Arsenal-linked, as I'm sure you're probably aware of now. And uh, and then you have the likes of Braz going forward. You have Takekubo. This is my uh, lean outside bet. Takekubo outs any time to score in on this one. Plus five fifty, I think it was when I looked. That's that's pretty good because he's in frightening form right now. He's really hard to stop, and it's just it's a case of whether he gets that shot sort of into the corner. Uh, last few, sort of three four games, I think he probably could have had a goal in each of them. Um coming on to Celta, they they looked like they would turned a corner last weekend against that Letty because they were kind of dominating them. They hit the post, they hit the bar. They made a couple of miraculously uh, brought a couple of miraculous saves out of all black. And I thought this was really kind of gonna be their moment. They get the big win against Atletico Madrid. In the end, they went down one-nil Memphis to pie, scored in the last minute. But I think as good as Celta were, and as great form as they've been in, they beat Betis four three the weekend before. Gabri Vega is looking very good, scoring goals. Diego Aspas, we know about. Um, and they have a big striker in jurgen Strand Larsen, who's who's a, he's a unit um, and, and he's tough to deal with regardless of who you are kind of thing. So so there's a lot to like about this Celta Vigo side. But yeah, I do just think this Real Sociedad side with a week's rest are hard to bet against right now. That via delete game, as much as I called it a blip and as much as I've mentioned the fact that their home form hasn't been as good, Celta Vigo side that play. They're, they've come out of their shell a little bit from the very early Carvajal days where they were sitting back and making sure they didn't concede kind of thing. Now they're a little bit more willing to go back and forth. I think that benefits Real Sociedad. And I just, I think they have an edge here. I think this is that run that I was talking about a few weeks ago, where they've got a lot of games against sides that aren't in the top half of the table. And they just need to to win those games to kind of really make their Champions League case. So I've gone Real Sociedad to win. And I was at minus one, two, two. I don't know if you had an update there.
0: Uh, yes, it's around about minus 124s. Uh, look, it's been floating around a little bit, so it's roughly the same price. Look, it's just a shade uh, odds on at the moment. But look, we like Real Sociedad um, to get the better of Celta Vigo in the Saturday lunchtime or late lunchtime game uh, in Spain, 8 a.m. Eastern. Let's uh, move on to Elche Español. Uh, Elche, of course, with that wonderful, uh, well, I say wonderful when they're only winning the league <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, but they reverted to type uh, I think, in midweek. Look, they're, they're almost certain to go down. They've only got nine points here. They were thumped by Real Madrid. And uh, we're going to take them on again here, aren't we, Rory? They take on Espanyol. LTR plus 185. Espanyol plus 170. I don't think that's the worst bet in the world, just to back them uh, to win. Because off the back of that late rally against Real Sociedad. Look, they lost the game, but you tend to think if you've scored two goals against a good tie- side, you almost want the game to continue. You'll take a bit of positive coming into this game. you think so. I This Espanyol side are one of the
1: most confusing, frustrating teams in the division. And that is very much reflected in Diego Martinez, the manager, who's, I think he's a, slightly at his wits' end with his own team. Um, and... You can take the positives from that because in the one sense it shows that they have the quality, but that's been kind of them all season. They react very well to going down, as I was saying last week, Um, but they do just struggle to get out of the blocks. Where this should be different in my mind is the fact that it is Elche, it is Elche at home and they are better at home. They somehow have managed to keep the fans at the Martinez Valero. They're very noisy, it's a good atmosphere, but this is... It was described, I think it was Mundo Deportivo described it, it's not quite a final, but it, it's nearly there for Espanyol because they're now a point above the drop zone, I think. And they, they just, they really need to win this game, essentially. The one reason that I've not gone plus 170 because I was umming and eyeing between the two uh, for an Espanyol win is the fact that Hossolu is a doubt for this one. He missed the game against Real Sociedad. If he comes back, then I would almost, if you you see news that he's come back, I would almost get on the 170 because that's how much of a difference he makes. He's, I think, what, 11 goals, second top scorer in the division right now, along with Karim Benzema. And he's playing for a side that's a point above the relegation zone. So that's kind of the impact that Hostelou has. But yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a day of reckoning for Espanol. And as much as I have put in caveats and I have put in sort of safety pins for myself in this one, I I don't think they're going to lose this game. The last three Elche games have also, I think, sorry, I've gone over 1.5 goals in this. Three Elche games this season have not made that and Espanol is just four. So that's seven games out of the 42 that they've played that that will defy this. So my bet in total is Espanol to win or tie and over 1.5 goals. That gets you 107 back. So yeah, as I say, this is a game between two teams that I don't think Elche are going to win, and I think there's going to be at least a couple of goals. So I could see a one-one, two-two
0: draw, but I think Espanol probably win it as well. So just a bit of a safety net. We've got Espanol and the draw. With one and a half goals, over one and a half goals, and that returns plus 107. So you're just about double your money. But watch out for the team news, as Rory points out there Espanyol plus 170. Josalu starts, it could be uh, the bet. Espanyol 20 goals in the second half, only Barcelona and Real Madrid have scored more. So if you're betting in play on this one, if you're watching on the Bet Rivers app and Espanyol potentially haven't scored or they're trailing in the game, then you know that they come on strong towards the end of the fixture. Just a quick look at the relegation market. I meant to mention it earlier, Rory, when we talked about uh, Girona Almeria. Almeria plus 200 to go down. Girona plus 500 to be relegated. And obviously we've got to throw in these two teams as well. Uh, because Espanyol, as you mentioned, now outside of the drop zone, plus 400 to go down. Elche, where they're minus 10,000, they are almost certainly gone. I mean, Espanyol, do you think they've got enough now to stay up? Likewise, Girona, and how much trouble are Almeria in when it comes to that relegation dogfight? I think Almeria could get
1: dragged in. I think if you fancy them to go down, then this is probably a good time to get on it. Um, I'd say Espanyol... There's no team that's too good to go down. I would say they are probably just about safe because of Hostelou. I think once you have that goal scorer, it, it makes such a difference to your side. And as much as they've been poor and mistake heavy this season, there's a there's an easy way to see how that they can get more results. If they just cut out those mistakes, they cut out those errors. Valencia is the big question. I tend not to think they're going to go down. If you can find sort of position bets on them, I would say they're probably not going to finish above 15th for my money. Um, Hitafe, I I think are in big trouble as well. The, the, the big problem with it at this stage of the season is the fact that two or three of these teams are probably going to sack their managers, depending on how results go in the next kind of few weeks. So once you get that new manager bounce, who do they manage to get in? That kind of thing influences this a lot in my view. But uh, but yeah, Almeria are one that I I don't mind to get dragged into it. Um, I think I had them seventeenth faith- or seventeenth or sixteenth at the start of the season. So Elche gone as you say, Caddy. I think will struggle, but I'm actually going to back them to stay up. Um, just because I think that home form is very good and they have they have a bit of know how now. They've been been around for a couple of years. They know what they're doing down there.
0: Valencia, incidentally, plus 500. They've just appointed Ruben Baraja, who is, I must admit I really enjoyed watching him play. He was a lovely midfielder when he played. I don't know what, he's, what his coaching standing is. Rory, has, has he got experience? I mean, he's, look, I mean, they're going to love him at Valencia. Has he been there coaching under-18s or 21s? Or has he been elsewhere? How has he got the job? He has done... I think he did a, he did a brief
1: stint in the youth teams with Valencia, but Baraja, he's... Yeah, lovely player, as you say, really great player, but uh, he does not have the coaching pedigree. He bounced around the second division for the most part for two to three seasons, sort of did okay jobs, I think. His last job was two years ago, Real Zaragoza. He got 10 points in 10 games and got sacked. Um, I, I, I This is not an appointment that's been made in terms of his coaching career or his coaching pedigree. This is an appointment that's been made if you want to compare it to an English example, it reminds me of Alan Shearer when he took over Newcastle. Um, this is a, a club legend that will get everyone on side. And for however many months it is, just needs to unite everyone, get them going in the same direction. And hopefully that's enough. And with the quality in Valencia side, it should be. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a risky appointment. It's probably not the one that I would have made.
0: A massive game, incidentally, uh, on Monday, isn't it, between uh, Valencia and Getafe. We are swerving that one for our last pick, though, uh, because we're heading to Camp Nou and Barcelona against Cadiz. Obviously, the league leaders are short price It's minus 590. Cadiz plus 1800, biggest price on the slate this weekend, draw plus 700. Over and under, he's three and a half goals is the mark here. So usually it's two and a half, but the most popular line is over and under three and a half, plus 130 over, minus 162 under. Obviously, Barcelona, we're recording in between the games against Manchester United in the Europa League. Look, they're clear at the top, what, by eight at the moment. If things don't go their way in their first leg against United, do they rest players for this game? Do Barcelona rest players anyway for this game? What do you think their mindset's going to be for this league clash? in between the two fixtures against United?
1: Yeah, I anticipate a bit of rotation regardless of what happens. Barcelona have been playing a sort of four-in-midfield of late, but they basically have four midfielders left at this point. So so Frank Gessier, Frank, Frankie Dion, Gabby, and Pedri. And then outside of that, it's just the youngster Pablo Torre and if Sergio Busquets comes back. So I don't anticipate them to start with those four midfielders, which is the system that's been working for them. But I I see Ansu Fati starting this game and I see Ferran Torres starting this game as well. While Rafinha gets a rest, I think Lewandowski probably starts and then gets taken off. I think if he was in better form, maybe he gets a little bit of a rest. But uh, but the fact that he's not been sort of banging in the goals makes me think that Xavi might try and give him a bit of confidence with this one. Uh, but yeah, I do anticipate Barcelona resting for this match. I mean, it's Manchester United on the other side, as you say, and Cardiff. Camp now really shouldn't be too much of an issue. But uh, but equally, it's not going to be whole wholesale changes, I think, for Barcelona, just simply because they don't have that much depth beyond what they've got right now with
0: uh, injuries to Dembélé and Busquets. Um, 16 clean sheets from 21 games this season. Uh, they are very defensively uh, sound. Do you expect a sort of professional display from Barcelona, so sort of no nonsense. We won't see the flare. There won't be any drama for this one. What's the selection?
1: Yeah, we might see Eric Garcia, but I do still back them to win. I've gone Barcelona to win to nil and under six point five cards. I looked at the first game. There was only three cards in that game, which in theory should have been a feisty affair. You've got Carith at home against kind of Barcelona. It's a big chance for them to kind of create an upset to to foul their way kind of through the game and and make sure Barcelona don't get any breaks. Even though it was tight, it wasn't that bad-tempered. Ansu Fati got booked, Dembélé got booked in the closing stages. These two teams, I think they compete, but I don't anticipate this to be a game which is sort of very back and forth. I I don't see there being a lot of cards in this one, essentially. So that's why I've gone with that. The win to no one's kind of self-explanatory. I mean, I think this is what we're three, four weeks on kind of the same path. Uh yeah, one goal conceded at camp now. Do Cardiff have the have the sort of firepower to break that run? Maybe they do. You never know. It's football. Things happen. Set pieces go in. But uh, but based off what we've seen in terms of on the pitch from Cardiff and on the pitch from Barcelona, there is no reason to think that uh, Cardiff will breach the Barcelona defence, which has just been so so solid. And so uh, yeah, as much as I expect Barcelona to to rotate. I'm not sure this will be a straightforward kind of 3-4-0 victory, but I do anticipate them to eventually
0: get the job done, and I don't anticipate Caddy to score. A no-drama win for Barcelona to nil, and if you've been backing them to nil this season, it's been profitable. Remember that Barcelona are minus 590 to win this game, so Rory has put together a bit of a bundle here for you. Barcelona to win, to not concede and under six and a half cards. That is plus 128. It's a plus money selection as three of our picks are, or nearly three of our picks are real saucy that have been um, yo-yoing between the two different marks um, at the moment. Uh, Let's just recap all the tips uh, for you uh, in the game between Girona and Maria, which is Friday, 9pm uh, local, 3pm Eastern. We like Girona to win, minus 1-1-5. We like Real Sociedad to win as well in their game against Celta Vigo. It's minus money uh, at the moment. That's Saturday. On Sunday, Elche Espanyol. We've gone for Espanyol or Thai, Um, and one and a half goals, over one and a half goals at plus one and seven. Watch out for Hostelu there. He's not in the betting for goal scorer at the moment with Bet Rivers. If he appears in the betting, that means he'll probably play. So that could just tip Betters into getting with Espanyol in that one at plus 170. And finally, um, Rory, talk us through your Barcelona Cadiz tip. This is the game that's Sunday, 9 o'clock, local 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, Barcelona to win
1: 2-0, under 6.5 yellow cards. That's plus 128. And uh, yeah, I think if Hosselou does make that betting, then again, maybe like Kubo, one to watch out for if you see that the game's going going well for Espanyol.
0: Um we have got a quick check on the handicappers league table. Um, we are still bottom of the standings at the moment, but we are minus seventy eighty eight, four wins from four from Rory last week. So we are now very much trending in the right direction. Uh Rory, thanks for your company. Have a good week this week. We will do it all again next week. Of course, make sure that everyone stays across um the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win. We will see you next week. Thanks for
1: listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth
0: analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.